farmers, Richard Powers writes in his 2019 Pulitzer Prize winning novel, The Overstory, farmers are patient people tried by brutal seasons, and if they weren't plagued by dreams of generation, few would keep plowing spring after spring. If they weren't plagued by dreams of generation. I love that line. Later in this exquisite novel, in order to underscore the patience necessary for farming, and in order to underscore the way that nature grows, as Jesus would put it, we know not how, in order to underscore these things, Powers depicts a family who, over the course of 100 years, committedly photographs the same chestnut tree on their farm once per month. Once per month for 100 years. And what ultimately results from this generations-long project is a photographic black-and-white flip book, which is to say a collection of over 500 photographs of the same tree, each photograph on its own being completely unremarkable, yet the 500 photographs put together and then flipped through like a movie reel, suddenly revealing a thing of untold beauty as the reel showcases the slow, quiet, gradual, yet ultimately massive changes that take place as this gorgeous chestnut tree grows and spreads and quietly tells of God's glory. And it all began, the story opens by assuring of us, with one small chestnut, one small chestnut that the patriarch of the family in 1861 happened to find in the smock of his pocket and thus planted in the hospitable soil of the farm that he'd just migrated westward to live upon. One small chestnut, one photograph per month, 100 years, beauty and glory made visible through patience and the dream of generation. The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed, Jesus says to his disciples. In Mark chapter 4, it's like a mustard seed, which when sown upon the ground is the smallest of seeds, yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all trees. We've talked a good amount these past few weeks about gardening and farming, about soil and seeds about the spiritual application of being master gardeners. We've talked about how a master gardener must first tend to the soil, 
And then from there must strike a balance between being utterly humble and also utterly aware of his or her own power and responsibility. And we talked about how this is equally true of world transformative Christians. About how we are called to cultivate the soil of our own lives and our own hearts and our own communities. And about how we are tasked with trying to make our corner of the world into an ever closer replica of God's coming kingdom. All the while aware that we of our own can never usher in that kingdom ourselves. All the while aware that only the external power and grace and goodness of God can do that. Yes, we've talked a lot these past few weeks about being master gardeners in and for God's coming kingdom. Today, we will add one more word to that, and it's a necessary word. And it's a word that we hear from the mouth of Jesus himself in this particular parable. And that word is this. Once the soil has been properly cultivated... And once we have assumed a proper sense of responsibility for our garden, and once we have balanced that with a proper sense of humility, and thus once we're ready to begin planting, the seeds we do plant, which is to say the acts that we perform, the deeds we strive to accomplish, the work we do as world-transformative Christians, grows most healthily and thrives most certainly and thus yields the fullest harvest when we understand that these acts and deeds and works are mostly done on small, unassuming scales. Dear family, I can't overemphasize the importance of this point because everything about it is counterintuitive. By nature, we as human beings think that for something to wield an enormous influence, that for something to have a truly lasting impact, that it must therefore be done on a large and impressive scale, That it must be highly visible and celebrated by all. And this has always been true of human nature, but it's never been truer than it is today. And that is why the metaphor of being master gardeners and why these particular words from Jesus in this parable are so deeply important for us to hear. For our lives to matter, for our actions to be world transformative, for our discipleship to turn this world upside down, we don't have to be famous, we don't have to be cultural influencers, we don't have to be trending on Twitter. 
We don't have to be best-selling authors or be experts in some field. We don't have to be celebrated by the masses and applauded by the larger public. Instead, we just have to scatter little daily kingdom seeds. That's it. For here's the truth. Some little act of kindness that you offer someone this afternoon at, say, the grocery store may very well have a bigger long-term impact on God's coming kingdom than even some best-selling book in the Christian living section right now at Barnes & Noble. Very well could. In the same way, some small act of goodness you demonstrate this week may have a larger impact, come the final analysis, on, say, generational and structural inequities than perhaps some popular treatise on injustice and social reform may. It just might. For the point that Jesus is making here is that just because something is big or popular or publicly praised or widely recognized does not mean that it will, over time, bend the world further into the image of heaven. Rather, Jesus' point is that if we merely plant the seeds, then the Holy Spirit bends the world further into the image of heaven and bends it slowly and gradually and quietly and unassumingly. Just a little act of love, Jesus is saying, can flower over time we know not how. And a little act of faithfulness can grow over time into the greatest of all things. Dear family, in the final analysis, all of creation is but the growth of a tiny seed made and loved and kept by God. And the coming kingdom is but the external power and grace and goodness of God that will soon enough transform this present creation with all of its brokenness into the world as it was always supposed to be. And we, God's caretakers upon this present creation, we are but tiny seed scatterers. Master gardeners who keep cultivating and planting, and all the while trusting in the overstory, which is to say the larger story that we ourselves can't see. To appropriate the words of Richard Powers in his novel, The Overstory, we are patient people tried by brutal seasons who keep plowing spring after spring because we are plagued by dreams of generation. We look at the chestnuts we have planted and we think them unremarkable. Think to ourselves that they might soon fall to nothing for smallness. 
But rather than give up, we as master gardeners, we as world transformative Christians, we trust that a generational reel of that chestnut, which is to say that a gradual unfolding of all of our chestnuts, of all of our little, small, tiny, daily kingdom seeds, will in the final analysis show the transformation of our commonplace, unremarkable trees into the glorious image of the tree of life. We can't flip the pictures of the real, like the characters in Richard Powers' The Overstory. But that doesn't mean that we can't trust in the overstory. For the kingdom of God is like the smallest of seeds, Jesus says. Like the smallest of seeds that once sown grows into the greatest of all trees. Plagued by dreams of generation, we therefore patiently wait. And as we do, we say with the entire communion of the saints, come Lord Jesus. Amen.